It is NRL Fantasy Grand Final Week. Welcome to your NRL Fantasy Grand Final podcast presented by Yui. My name's Chris Kennedy, joined in the studio by Dom Brock. Dom, are you in many Grand Finals, any Grand Finals? Uh, I'm in at least one. I'm up against you in the uh, yeah. office comp, so that's the big one. I've been knocked out of a few other comps on the weekend. It happens. Uh, overall rank's pretty good, though, so um, reasonable year all up. Are you placed well? Did you save a trade or two for this I, week? I have got one trade left. Um, have you also got one trade left? I have not. I'll get some clues out of this podcast. What <laughs> I, team's um, looking like. I do have a full 17. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I had one even without Reese Martin, and I'm probably going to have him as 18th man, bringing Mitchell nice. Pearce into my 17. I did use my last trade last week, selling Callum Ponga for Roger Tuavasa-Shek, mm. who was outscored by about 63 points by the person I didn't buy in Valentine Holmes. So... Just one more regret at the These end things of happen. long These season. Um, let's get cracking on some grand final teams. There's heaps to talk about. Uh, plenty of ins and outs, and I think the um, those who did save a trade or two mm. will be very much advantaged over those who did not. It all gets cracking on Thursday night at ANZ Stadium. The Bunnies hosting the West Tigers. Um, Tigers actually got south at the same venue earlier this season, which has been a bit of a, uh, a habit for the Tigers this yeah. year, beating the good teams. Uh Souths, they've got uh, great news for them. Robert Jennings back from a, uh, a hamstring strain, which was a minor reshuffle, which isn't a massively fantasy-relevant move. Um, I guess good to see Damien Cook get a few points last week, though. Yeah, bounced back from a couple of quietish weeks by his standards. Um, got 64. Angus Crichton's been really good recently. Uh, even... Almost their fantasy player of the year. Yeah, <laughs> um, let's move on from last week's <laughs> blunder. Uh, GI had a really good game last week. Yeah, he's on a lot of teams. GI. Oh yes. Think, okay. I don't um, know if, if they're the teams that are, you know, still in contention, or if they're just mm, more casual players who, you know, probably yeah, from a lot of people game. who had him at the start of the year. Yeah, but um, all of a sudden he's a bit of a, a potential left field option this week. So last week he had half a dozen tackle breaks, um, pretty much two hundred run meters, got a try as well, sixty points. Um, Souths are up against the Tigers, who are, as we've said before, a good defensive team, but they lead the league in missed tackles. They're, just, they're a good scrambling defensive team, but yep. it means they can give up a few tackle breaks, so that's good for a attacking player like uh, Inglis, uh, good for Cook as well, probably. So, yeah, those three, I guess, are the big guns. The Burgesses have all cancelled themselves out this year. Yep. Cook, I guess, is the obvious captain's choice this week. Probably the safe captaincy option. The safe captain. But there are a lot of options. We'll get to a few of those later on. Yep. The um, the Tigers, Eshan Masters in the centres is mm. close to a must-have for a, uh, a grand final this week. He's been the most consistent um, centre over recent times. Um, a few other guys scoring okay. Jacob Little once again in jersey 18, set to come into the 17 yep. and steal 20 minutes worth of point scoring from Robbie Farrow, which has been frustrating for quite a few of us in recent times. Yeah, just a late-season trend the last three weeks, probably this week as well, of um, Farrow playing... All right, about an hour and then going off mm. and Little comes on. Um, Farrah's still been all right, but it's just He's stopped scoring him. almost a point a minute yeah. those times. It's just stopped him from getting those huge scores like Smith's 80 last week or Cook's big scores or even McInnes had a few 70s yeah. recently. So uh, it's hard for Farrah to do that if he's only playing 60 minutes. So um, you expect that to be the same this week. Masters, yeah, as you say, I think he's, I don't know if he's the best centre, but the fact he doesn't need to try to get... 54 yeah. like he did last week is a massive bonus. Usually good for a, a couple of goals to go with. Yeah. You know, he's quite good on the assists. He gets plenty of metres. He's really Gets involved in defence as well. And Yeah. yeah. 
Um, anyone else at the Tigers you'd really want anywhere near your fantasy side? I don't think so. Embite's dropped off a bit of a cliff yeah. since his mid-season move. Let's get cracking on the first Friday game. The Warriors up against the Raiders. Actually really looking forward to this game. Raiders have been in good form. Mm. Um, Warriors have actually they had a pretty poor loss to the Bulldogs a fortnight ago. They were great against Penrith and they've won, I think, three of their last four. So should be a good little contest. Important game for the Warriors in terms of where they finish in the top eight and potentially getting a home final. Um, Roger Tuivasa Shack I've already touched on was in great form until I bought him and well and truly put the skids on apologies to everyone who already yeah. owned him um, Sean Johnson though going pretty well yeah so Tuivasa Shack didn't really need to do that much last mm. week I guess they had a good win over the Panthers you kind of just sat back and let the others do most of the work um, and they got the win easy anyway hopefully he does bounce back um, Canberra's a team that like the Tigers can you know miss a lot of tackles can give teams good um attacking chances but as you say they've been really good recently beat South and the Roosters this should be a cracker um the Warriors is they're everyone's you know dark horse for the finals like the last time they were in the finals yeah. everyone sees them as the big dark horse um a lot of potential in that team uh Sean Johnson's been great recently a couple of back-to-back 70s but as you just said two of us Jack had a couple of back-to-back 70s and then mm. dropped off so Hopefully, I mean, Johnson's more likely to host at least a decent score. Two of us to check, who knows, this week. Johnson, usually with the base stats, like exactly, even just yeah. in kick metres, he's probably going to get, you know, 15 points. So if he doesn't rack up too many demerits, then 40 is probably a, close to a worst-case scenario yep. for him. And he can, as we've said before, he can score 20 or 30 points in, in two minutes, which usually happens once in a game, so he's uh, usually good for a decent score. Um, Canberra, not a lot doing here. The old uh, Leipana combo hasn't been... Mm. He's had some good scores, but very inconsistently this year. Um, Josh Papali in a recent run of good form, but probably not quite in your elite-level forwards. Yeah, Papali's maybe a point of difference this week if you want to gamble on someone. Um, last three scores have been all above 50 comfortably, which is great, but we've seen other kind of other back rowers... Even you know the guys of the Knights we've mentioned yeah. uh, in the last few weeks had a run of good scores and then get 20 or 30 or something. Um, so Papali, I think his base should be about 40, but he could easily just score 40, in which case you're better off getting a, a big gun if you've got a trade spare. Mm. And uh, Nick Kotrick on the wing is uh, in quite a few teams and went well last week, but probably hasn't quite hit the heights um, that we would have hoped for this year. Yeah, he's still, I think, going to top the the season, the competition this season for tackle breaks, but yeah. um, hasn't had enough of the other stats to make him a real fantasy force like he has been before. Not sure if it's Canberra not quite doing enough to mm. get him enough ball because they're favouring the rider if he needs to go looking for it a little bit more, but potentially uh, a lot of upside for him in the next couple of years, but not quite the elite level back in fantasy this year. Uh, second Friday game, Storm against the Panthers. This one is intriguing as well. It could be a bit of a damp squib if uh, if Penrith don't show up and Storm steamroll them, but mm. if Penrith are going to be a force this year, they need to um, to figure it out pretty quickly, and a, um, a big performance against the, against the Storm would certainly help them heading into September. Storm, um, any major team changes? Just a bit of a reshuffle in the forwards. Yeah, Carsby starts, yeah. but um, yeah, really, again, it's the Cameron Smith question. Yeah. Um, you and I have pretty much got it wrong recently, I think. I don't know. We've Very stuck with Damien Cook. Very consistently got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, Smith, so Cook's been the, the best fantasy player of the year. In the last three weeks, Smith has outscored Cook twice. The game he didn't outscore him was when he got injured a couple of weeks ago. So uh, coming off an 80, got a 75 or something a couple of three weeks ago. So his form is great. Um, the Storms got win last week, a kind of tight, low-scoring win over the Titans, mm. really fits... Cameron Smith's yep. fantasy potentially 
uh, played the full 80, a lot of tackles, got involved a lot. Um, yeah, I, I kind of feel like if the Storm blow Penrith away, then that's probably not a good sign for Smith's scoring potential. Yeah. They could. We said this last week, though. We said Titans are struggling. Storm will be up 30-0 and Smith will get an early shower. Yeah. Titans played really well and kept it tight and ended up yeah. being Cameron Smith's sort of high-scoring. Yeah, scenario. and they also didn't really have a bench utility. I think they played four bigs on the bench. Yeah. So there was never really an option of Smith going off. Um, yeah, so who knows? I mean, Smith looks like he's, you know, he's fit again after that back injury that lasted less than a week. That's always the way, isn't yeah. it? He's carrying an injury, he might miss games, he's in doubt, and then he just comes out and plays 80. Has a huge one. So, yeah, I still haven't really decided. I think I'm going to go Cook over Smith again as captain, but, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Smith pumped out another massive score. Yeah, I went Tamalola last week. We'll talk about captains later, but yeah. it didn't quite pan out either. Um, Panthers, uh, they desperately need to find some form. They've got... Um, uh, James Maloney back, which mm. potentially tends Cleary a little bit, but you'd have to think with Maloney coming back from a knee injury that uh, Cleary's going to dominate their goal kicking and the general play kicking, yeah. so it shouldn't hurt him too much. Um, that bumps uh, Tyrone Peach to the centres in place of Dean Fade, who's got a broken arm. Yeah. Like about yeah, so as you say, Maloney, um, you know, in theory, takes points off Cleary, but, um, you know, the injury... Yeah, it means Cleary still should dominate things. And if anything, his his presence in the team gives Penrith a lot more chance of keeping this close, at least, yeah. um, which is good for Cleary. If, if a halfback in a team that gets blown away rarely scores well in fantasy, so if Cleary, if Maloney has a good game, that's probably going to be good things for Cleary. He's been yeah. fantastic recently. Um, got, scored in the 70s last week, had a few really big scores, so... Um, yeah, I think Clary should still have a pretty good game unless the Storm win by 20 or 30. Mm. It's averaging 70-ish over the last three yeah. weeks, I think, Nathan Clary. So he's one of the form fantasy players in the uh, the competition. His base, that's just fantastic yeah. for a halfback. Yeah, and he's running the ball. I think it yeah. was uh, half a dozen or more, seven tackle busts and mm. 130 metres or something Yeah, definitely. last week. So he's going okay. Um, forwards, Philiam Kikau's sort of dropped off the radar a little bit. No one else really... You one in your team, I don't think. Not really. I mean, Penrith's form in general has dropped off uh, in the last yep. month or so. They've had a lot happening. Um, so, yeah, kick out's more of a, in the end, more of a cash cow than a keeper. Exactly. Uh, first Saturday game, Old Boys Day, up in Newcastle. The Knights um, sort of fell away late against Cronulla last week, but mm. that was under duress with players already missing and then going off injured during the game. Um, they're up against a Dragons team who will just be desperate and it hasn't really worked for them so far, but they need to find something because the finals are almost here and they're going to be in there. Um, in terms of the Knights, still no Callum Ponga, whose season is officially over, unfortunately. didn't come back from that ankle injury. Um, they've lost 5-8 Connor Watson, who probably came back a bit early from a groin strain as well, which means Jack Cogger gets a game. Um, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, who has actually done quite well in fantasy recently and is in a few teams, uh, is going to miss out after getting a, a really nasty, um, unintentional mm. head clash with a teammate last week. Um, so a few reshuffles there. Fantasy-wise... Um, Aidan Guerra is another guy we've talked about. He's had a few big scores and then came back to earth last week. And uh, Mitchell Pearce has been very consistent, but 41 last week was unders for him. Yeah, I think Pearce should bounce back a bit. It's hard to see them uh, conceding as many points against the Dragons as they did against uh, the Sharks last week. 
Um, Pierce is pretty much it fantasy wise. I think the injuries might really hurt Newcastle this week. Yeah, it's, you know, old boys' day and all that, and the Dragons have been really lousy recently. But um, it, this should still be pretty close. Dragons, I think, are still slight favourites despite their form. Um, Fitzgibbon out's a big blow as long as you know, along with Watson and and Ponga still not back is you know the biggest absence. So fantasy wise, yeah, Pierce still a keeper. That's Pretty much it. Yeah, I think Guerre and Herman SES are both capable of scores, but they're yeah. you know, I mean, of difference options at best. I guess at this point we're only talking about one one-off week and on, on a one-off round, then those guys yeah. can go big, but it's a gamble. In terms of the Dragons, they were diabolical last week. Mm. Not quite sure what's going on with them. Um, Cameron McInnes has been named. He went off with a, a pretty nasty head knock last week. He was on track for a, a big score. Still got 61-ish. He's been in ripping fantasy form of late with plenty of tackles. And uh, he's been named on the bench consistently, but ended up starting Luciano Leilu was close to the form player in fantasy yeah. at the moment. Yeah, so... Um, McInnes, we were just talking about Smith, how um, in that Storm game it really suited his game fantasy-wise, uh, a low-scoring uh, tussle um, for the Dragons. Obviously, they were it was a disaster last week against the Dogs, but it really suited Cameron McInnes' form. He made so many tackles because they were just defending, mm. it felt like, for the first, well, as long as he was on the field, they were defending, uh, which was 55 minutes. He got 60 points. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's in a bit of doubt this week with concussion, you'd have to think. Um, they do have a hooker in the uh, reserves list, Reese Robson down there, so if yeah. worst comes to worst, then he'll come in. But um, that would be a, a dire result for plenty of fantasy coaches. Yeah, so, I mean, he could be a trade either way. If you need a, um, a left-field option yet and you need an extra scorer, he's still not in many teams. So if he does play, he could be a, a very big scorer, but um, if he's a, an out, he's a big out for those who have him. Uh, Leilua, as you mentioned, he's been fantastic recently. So since... Um, He's been playing 80 minutes in the last few weeks with mm. Paul Vaughan out. They do a game day reshuffle. He goes into the second row. They move Tyson Frizzell to front row. Uh, he got 55 last week, built on defence mostly. The week before, um, he made a fair few tackles, but also um, was awesome in attack. Uh, scored a try, set up another try. So, um, yeah, if he's playing 80, he's a huge chance. He's pretty cheap. If you want a real point of difference, he's yeah. not a bad one. And quick shout-out to Lisa Armour, who's in almost no teams, but somehow racked up 91 points in 50-odd minutes, almost entirely in base stats yeah. last week. So you couldn't, you know, I know the Dragons fans are unhappy, but you couldn't accuse Lisa Armour yeah. of not having a dig because he went berserk. Uh, next game of the round, oh, sorry, before we move past Dragons, you and Aitken obviously out with a hamstring strain, which is probably bad news for a few fantasy coaches. He's been awful in fantasy lately anyway, yeah. so if you've at got least a trade... It, at yeah. least it makes up your decision if you've got a trade. Get Absolutely. rid of it. Um, next Saturday game, the Titans up against the Cowboys. Sold out at Seabus Super mm. Stadium. Pretty sure that's the Jonathan Thurston factor. Um, just looking at the Titans, AJ Brimson in ripping form both in NRL and in, in fantasy, scoring tries, saving tries, which is an absolute superstar of the future. Um, Ryan James, a little bit up and down. Um, Jai Arrow, Nowhere near the uh, the fantasy form you had at the start of the year. Probably all of those guys are a potential lines. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Arrow um, really fooled us, I think, with that um, that one fifty eight. I think he got after he's he got back to back twenty fives when he was going yep. off uh, Origin with an injury. Then scored fifty eight. Um, fooled a few of us into thinking he was back, and then has struggled since then for big points. That's his only fifty since Origin. Um, so, yeah, he's probably borderline keeper at best on current form. Ryan James has been really good before last week's 42, so he could still easily get a big score. Uh, Brimson's been amazing. Um, 
I know he's in your team. I don't think you've been playing him in your 17. No, no, I sold him and then he started Oh, you sold him and well. he started scoring yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you mentioned that last week. Yeah. <laughs> is he, is he uh, looking forward to next year? Is he a possible buy for the start of the year? It was quite early on in the well, house. I'm wondering he might be a bit expensive next yeah, year. Okay. Jumping on a, um, a second-year player who's had a really good breakout season uh, in fantasy terms isn't usually the secret to... Success. I feel like his big scores have only come recently, though. I haven't really looked at yeah. it closely. Like he played a few games early on. Well, he's been like moved five from five eighth to fullback, yeah. obviously as well. I think uh, it might have been his first game at fullback. He actually played quite well with a few try mm. saves, but only scored twenty. Exactly. And since yeah. then, he's been on fire. Yeah. So um, not necessarily by this week, but one to look at his price next season. Yeah, for sure. Cowboys uh, really hit their straps last week. I know the Eels were terrible, but um, Jason Tamalolo played great, only 61 because they spent so much time watching Jonathan Thurston take conversions that he yeah. didn't have time to, <laughs> yeah, exactly. to rack up the base stats that we're used to. Um, ben Hampton was actually really, really good yeah. um, in that game, although he's not in too many teams now. Uh, anyone else fantasy-wise worth mentioning? Not really. Tomorrow Martin's back in the halves this week. Um, Tom Alolo's still the big gun. I think he's still a captaincy option. 61 is fine for a captain. Um, uh, Jordan McLean was really good last week. Has been great yeah. in the last few rounds, um, scoring in the fifties. Uh, he's another one. I don't know how many games he's played this year, but it could be another one next year. He could be a little underpriced if he can keep up that kind of form. Heaps of run meters, um, not quite Tamalolo esque, but pretty close. Um, kind of playing how Cowboys fans would have hoped. You know, he would have been playing in round one if he was. Um, you know, fit for the whole season. Yeah, exactly. Quick reminder before we get any further, NRL Fantasy is sponsored by Yui. Yui customers have saved over $1 million with Yui Rewards on offers like $30 off Tigatech vouchers. Visit yui.com.au slash rewards for more details. We'll continue with the Eels up against the Roosters. Um, Eels in recent years have struggled badly against the Roosters even when they're playing well, so I'm kind <laughs> of tipping a blowout in this one. Um, we'll see what happens. Eels, yeah, it would take me the rest of the podcast to go through all the reshuffles, but from a fantasy perspective, Jared Hayne going from wing to fullback is probably the main one, um, almost the only one really worth mentioning. Nathan Brown and Dan Alvaro, who are their other decent fantasy scorers, are both out injured. Yeah. We mentioned on the pod last week before the Eels-Cowboys game that Hayne would be a chance to score 40 or 50 even if the Eels get walloped, and that's what happened. He got 44. Yep. Eels got smashed. Um, back at fullback, he's probably... You know, an even better chance of scoring well. Yeah. Um, in saying that, the Roosters are a good team. They're a really good defensive team. Uh, good at shutting down these kind of players. So we'll wait and see. But um, yeah, apart from Hayne, I can't see any other good Eels players right now for fantasy. You know, who are still fit. If um, Hayne has looked back to something like his, you know, peak fitness and and solid form in the last sort of six mm. or eight weeks. Um, I think he had a game at fullback earlier in the year and he lasted a couple of minutes before yeah. he went off with a hip injury. So I haven't really seen him um, at fullback this year, certainly not when he's been fit. But yeah. Obviously been a fantasy superstar there in the past, not expecting him to you know, do what he did in, in 2014 by any stretch. But um, even against the Roosters, you'd have to think if he uh, is switched on and, and gets involved, he's a chance of a good score. Yeah, I mean, Hayne at his very best was the most expensive player in fantasy playing yeah. as a fullback, which is, you know, Kalen Ponga, we've, we've raved about this year, but he hasn't done that. So um, Hayne at his best is incredible. If he's anywhere near that, you know, this week or going into next season, then uh, he will be a definite keeper. So, For sure. Um, speaking of fullbacks who are keepers, James mm. Tedesco has been on fire for the Roosters. They didn't um, really fire too, too much at uh, Canberra last week. Was it Canberra? 
Uh, yeah, and they lost. And they lost. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tedesco was on fire, hundreds of metres, and plenty of tackle busts, so he's um, pretty much a, uh, a must-have this week in your NRL Fantasy Grand Finals. Elsewhere, uh, Jake Friend's making mountains of tackles, but given the hooking stocks this year in fantasy, I don't know if he's in too many fantasy teams. Yeah, it was a weird situation. You don't often get, I wouldn't think, a fullback making 288 metres and 11 tackle breaks hmm. and a teammate making 73 tackles in the yeah. same game. It seems ridiculous, but um, that's what happened. Uh, Dylan Napper's obviously out for a few weeks. Yep. After that um, nasty tackle, but yeah, it's, it's Tedesco and maybe Friend if expecting another huge defensive effort, but that is probably unlikely against Parramatta this week. So, For someone like myself who um, was not particularly enjoying Latrell Mitchell getting sent yeah. to the sin bin last week, he was a complete non-factor up against Parramatta who have extremely flimsy edge defence. If the Roosters can find a way to get uh, Trell some clean early ball, surely he's a chance for a big score. Yeah, I mean, if he's going to... S- He's not going to get a better chance, really, um, of posting a big score than against the Eels. Um, final round, Eels don't have much to play for. They've pretty much got the wooden spoon at this point. Um, I mean, they'd need to win this to avoid it, but long odds against the Roosters team warming up for the final. So mm. Latrell surely gets a few chances. I mean, he's he's really gone missing in the last few weeks. Um, yeah. And that's been a concern you know, for the Roosters generally. Um, they need to. He's one of their strike weapons. They need to get him involved in the big games coming up. So yeah, look look to him to, you know, try to get more involved this week. For sure. On Sunday, the um, Bulldogs host the Sharks out at ANZ Stadium. Um, Bulldogs have won I think it's four of their last six, and a couple of those in quite impressive yeah. fashion. A few of their young guys going really well. Um, Remus Smith has gone from a, uh, a winger with potential to a, a genuine, you know, out and out wing superstar and Lockie Lewis has just been a breath of fresh air since he's come in 600 kick metres last yeah, week him, which is uh, just crazy uh, Reese Martin named went off early with a knee injury last week which um, he was in most teams so he was a shared player for a, mm. a lot of fantasy coaches but if you had him and your opponent didn't then you uh, you got hurt last week yeah which was the case for, for me in a couple of leagues um, yeah do we expect him to play he looked like he was definitely going to be out First, but to name to start this week, obviously keep an eye on the late mail. Yeah, indications Run. seem to be that it's more of a contact injury than a structural yeah, okay. injury. So if it's just a bad cork or contusion, then he's probably a, a big, a big chance. chance. Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, and Lachlan Lewis is um, keeps exceeding expectations. Um, we had him as a possible 18th man a few weeks ago, but 600 kick meters is is huge. His base stats are really good. His defense is really good. So. Um, he seems like, as we've mentioned, he gets 40 points in base stats every week. And then if he does a bit in attack on top of that, then he can easily get up into the 50s or the 60s, as he did on the weekend. Um, you know, can kick a field goal. So, yeah, yeah um, you know, decent player to have in your squad this week. Another one to maybe keep an eye on next year, looking into the, um, the halves at the start of the season. But... Um, yeah, at least a borderline keeper right now. Mm. And uh, speaking of borderline keepers and exceeding expectations, Kerrit Holland has had hardly mm. a bad score since he got moved to the centres full-time. There's another 50-odd for him last week. Yeah, I feel like there's a question maybe asking about um, buying him, which I'm still be wary of, but yeah, he's been fantastic. The dogs in general have been great um, in the latter part of the season. Kind of pressure off after the big names, uh, Woods and uh, Mozambi left. Um, 
young guys have come in and really um, yeah stepped up. So promising signs really for the dogs after a yeah absolutely a rough year. You've got to give a shout out to um, you know Dean Pay was getting pretty heavily criticised yeah. earlier in the year, but he's pulled a few changes that have gone well. Uh, Josh Jackson, who's the captain, who's been inspirational for them right through the year, and um, Dave Clemmer has never given up. He's been one of the best props in the, the competition the whole way through. So a few good signs there for the uh, the doggies. Sharks, well, they've um, had a few distractions mm. over the past yeah, couple definitely. of weeks. Um, news of a uh, potential salary cap drama at the club. They're under investigation, so fans will be hoping it doesn't in any way impact this year or obviously the, the 2016 year. It doesn't sound like it will, um, so hopefully the players can shut all that noise out. Um, Val Holmes, 83, was in- incredible, especially in the second half against Newcastle last week. He's been um, close to the form player in the comp from, from any position, and... Uh, well, averaging what, close to 60 now from, from about round 12 onwards, so just in, in crazy form. Yeah, scoring heaps of tries. We mentioned him last week as a possibility of going big against the Knights, uh, and he did. Um, Andrew Fafita also scored mm. well again. Big it's, minutes, crucially. Yeah, yeah. He scared well, the coach into not putting him on the bench anymore. Exactly. He got 69. He scored in the 60s the week before, even with his short minute stint. But um, yeah, I assume he'll play reasonable minutes again this week. Um, they're really the two big guns. Gallen hasn't quite been uh, at his best uh, this year. But, um, yeah, what do you reckon? Holmes against the Bulldogs? It's a trickier um, question than than against Newcastle last week. Yeah, I don't know. The, the Bulldogs, like we said, they have been okay recently. Mm. I mean, he should... I mean, really, he's another one of those players who can score a, you know, have a 20 or 30 point play. So, I um, mean, he really needs one opportunity to, to make it count. He can run the length or you know, break break seven or eight tackles in one run. So um, potentially a buy for me. Obviously, if you've got him, then he's in your 17. But, um, yeah, certainly a potential point of difference buy if you don't have him. Sure. Let's get cracking on. The last game of the round, the Broncos up against the Seagulls. Brisbane uh, potentially playing for a, a home final. Um, or potentially even a top four spot, I think they can make if results go their way. Uh, in terms of their team, they've lost Andrew McCulloch, who was... Um, Knocked out by Dylan Napa last week. Jake Turpin, the rookie, comes in for him. Um, anyone really grabbing our attention fantasy-wise at the moment? Not really. Um, Milford, we were just talking about uh, Lachlan Lewis's kick metres mm. last week. Milford uh, had even more, 615, which is the most of any player this season. Um, it's funny, with someone, a half that kicks that much, he really should be one of the elite halves in fantasy, you would think. Um, Especially when he's a half who's so dangerous running the ball. Yeah, yeah. He seems to be made for fantasy. He looks a bit like Sean Johnson a couple of years ago when he started to really yep. take over at the Warriors. But, um, yeah, just a few too many missed tackles and errors and stuff. Um, still averaging about 50 for the season. So an OK buy, but just not scoring like the same as Johnson or Cleary or um, there's another half who's doing well. I forget it. Anyway. Johnson, not... Cleary. DC. Oh, Sherry Evans, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How do we forget your Evans is coming right up? We're about to talk about it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, apart from him, I mean, Pankai Jr. is still in a good run of form right now, but uh, has been yeah. borderline 50 for the season. Pankai and Jermaine Izarko both have sort of done a good job this yeah. year, but um, potentially not uh, a top 17 for a grand final if yeah, you can exactly. possibly avoid it. Yep. Let's get cracking on the uh, the Seagulls, and uh, for a team that's not going too well, they've got some absolute fantasy superstars going through their team at the moment. Um, DCE joined the 100 Club last week. Um, Marty Tapao's busting tackles like they're going out of fashion. I think if you sort by a three-round average, the Travojevic brothers are both in the top five for the last three rounds, so they're yeah. just on fire. Yeah, they're, they're first and fifth, and DCE is second um, in, the, in the last three games. So, yeah, massive and 
Tapao just got 84, I think, last week. So, yeah, they're all genuine stars. They should probably all be in your team, ideally. Um, it's funny how sometimes it bears no, you know, mm. it doesn't match up with results at all. But um, at least those big names are still scoring well, fantasy-wise. Um, looking at Tapao's stats, actually, he was benched last week. Yeah. He's back in the starting side this week, unfortunately, because his last two games off the bench, he was five weeks ago and then last week, 20 tackle busts in those two games. Yeah, and there's a good chance they bench him again before kickoff, which they did last week, and just um, you know let him go after 15, 20 minutes. Um, yeah, so I'm not worried about any of them. Cherry Evans just coming off 100. Um, Dweeks, I mean, they, they did keep it close against the Tigers last week. If Brisbane really mm. tow them up, then it's harder for those attacking players, Tommy Turbo and DCN, yeah. to score well. I know there's a lot of water under the bridge since then, but didn't Manly beat Brisbane up there? It was a Manly home game, but uh, it was in yeah, Suncorp. Yeah, sure, the Suncorp thing. Manly yeah. won up there all in the season, so they'll have no fear. I guess they're obviously under siege a bit with um, the coach departing and a few negative headlines floating around, but um, certainly those players we've discussed, uh, most of them are must-haves, I'd say. They're both Travojevic brothers, um, to power potentially DCE must-haves for a fantasy grand final. So, Yeah, I mean, Cherry Evans is the one guy you wouldn't have thought was a must-have, but he's just mm. scored 100. So, yeah, I'd, I'd think all four of them if you can get them in your team. Absolutely. That brings us through all the team changes. We've got a few questions floating around this week, so we'll get cracking on those. Uh, first one from Mike Fairweather asks, what are some good point of difference captain options this week? I need an edge over my opponent. That's probably going to be um, quite a few leagues where there's only mm. three, four, five you know, unique players, so captaincy option could be absolutely crucial. Yeah, it might decide it in uh, a lot of these head-to-head games. I think the simplest thing is to try to work out if your opponent is picking Cook or Smith and yeah. pick the other one if you uh, need to get an edge on him there. Um, I honestly don't know. I mean, obviously it's one game. It's hard to tell, but I still can't work out which one of those two is mm. a better option week to week. Um, if you want to look elsewhere, Tamalolo is still pretty good. Um, yep. Scoring in the 60s could have a big one in the Cowboys' last game of the season. Uh, those Manly guys we were just talking about as well. Um, Nathan Cleary's been really great. So mm. any of those. But, yeah, my preference would be for, for Smith or Cook. Um, on the same, yeah, if you really need to gamble and you, you want a point of difference, you want someone who can go massive, then I guess you're looking at Nathan Cleary, you know, Tom Travojevic and James Tedesco up against sure. Parramatta. Are, you know, we generally don't like captaining backs because they can have quiet games whereas forwards have sort of got the guaranteed you know, tackles and so on, but if you really yeah. want something... If you really need to take a risk, if you if you're, look like you're well behind your opponent, then, um, yeah, a Tedesco or someone could pay off. If you've got a gut feeling that a, um, a Teddy or a Sean Johnson's going to get 80-plus, then, then they're your gambling options. Otherwise, I think Cook and Smith are the likely two, and then Tamalolo and Jake Travojevic are probably the other two mm-hmm. safer options. Our old friend, the Mount Smart Joker, is back. Um, thanks for joining us on this last podcast of the year. Um, who to sell out of... Jai Arrow or Reese Martin? Um, depends. If Martin plays, <laughs> if Martin is fit and plays, then sell Arrow. I reckon. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I'm the opposite. I think Reese Martin's under a cloud, and I'd keep Jai Arrow. Those two. Arrow will at least get you some points. Yeah. Um, he's been scoring around forty-ish. Um, yeah. Recently, uh, Martin, before he got injured, his two scores were in the thirties as well. I think yeah. so. Won't anything to write home about. Um, but I think his potential is a bit higher if he is fit, but you have to be sure he's going to play before you sell someone else. Exactly. Second dip from the Joker. Can't believe I still have one trade left for the final round. Should I trade in Nathan Cleary, Cameron McInnes, AJ Brimson, or D, save it and admire the fact I have one left over? 
Yeah, uh, again, I think McInnes is the best of those guys generally, but he is under a injury cloud with concussion, so try to be sure. They think they play Saturday afternoon, so you should know early-ish in the round if he's in or not. Um, yep. Uh, so it's him or Cleary, really. Brimson seems a, a still a bit of a gamble. Um, so, yeah, McInnes, mm. if he's a guaranteed starter, otherwise just get Cleary. Yep, I agree. Uh, Peter asks, I'm in head-to-head finals. Uh, we have identical teams with the exception of four players and are evenly matched. I need to replace Ewan Aitken. He has Masters. Would I be wise to pick up someone other than SR Masters? Uh, this really depends on <laughs> what the other three players are that, that are different. Um, are you a favourite or are you not a favourite? Yeah, exactly. So if you're ahead, then Masters... I mean, Masters is the is the safest bet in the centres out of everyone. Um, if you want to look elsewhere, as we mentioned, Latrell Mitchell against Parramatta could be a chance. He surely scores more mm. than 10 this week. Say, it's a brave move coming off 10, but up exactly. against Parra, you'd have to think he's ready to uh, to hit back. Yeah, um, maybe GI against the Tigers if you want another kind of left-field option. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think Masters is the safer option, but if you need to gamble, then go one of those two. Yeah, you don't want to have your opponent getting 55 out of their Sun Masters who doesn't even need to do much to get it, and then you're sort of exactly. chasing points. Uh, Adam McKay asks, who's the best point difference this week? Uh, we've mentioned all of them. I mean, Leilu is really cheap and could get another 50 or 60 or yep. 80, which he got a couple of weeks ago. Um, Jake Friend, if you expect him to make a lot of tackles against the Eels, so probably not. Um, yeah, probably not in that case. <laughs> uh, McInnes, if he is fit, he's still not in many teams. He's in, mm. I think, about 7.5% of all teams, and he's definitely a top 10, 15 scorer in the, in the whole league. So mm. he's a great get if he's playing. Um, maybe Ryan James for the Titans against the Cowboys. Yeah. Big three middles. Um, with Arrow, kind of his work rate dropping a bit. James is the is the big minute workhorse now in that Titans team, and up against the Cowboys with you know McLean fit and firing and Scott back and uh, obviously Tom Alolo, um, uh James could get through a ton of tackles at, at the very least. So those guys come mm. to mind. Yeah, I can't really think of any more outside of that, other than like Lisa Nami scored a million last yeah. week, but does lightning strike twice? I'm not sure. Ken of Worms asks, CK, I'm playing you in my head-to-head grand final. Who are you putting the C on? Good I, question, Ken of Worms. I'm in a very similar situation. <laughs> I, um, I honestly don't know at this point. I think I'm leaning towards Damien Cook. I have not ruled out Smith or Jake Travojevich or Jason Tamalolo. So in answer to your question, one of those four guys. That's a very vague answer you got there. So. I'm not playing um, playing KG. I legitimately have no clue at this point who I'm captaining on, but if you hit me up on Twitter Thursday uh, afternoon. on Thursday afternoon <laughs> when I've made a decision, I'll be happy to reveal it to everyone. Uh, Reese Kerr asks, CKU and Dom have provided me another fantasy nuts plenty of entertainment and insight over the season. Wondering why you don't do a wrap-up podcast. Be great to hear your cash cows of the year, flops, final placings, and also teams' thoughts. Well, I'm keen. If you are, it sort of depends if there's demand for it or not. Yeah, maybe if if there's a demand, if if anyone else you know tweets at us and say, "Hey, we want another podcast," then why not? Yeah, if, well, if you want to hear our wrap ups, our biggest failures of the year, of which I have many, um, hit us up on Twitter, and we might get something happening for next week. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap this baby up? I don't think so. I still have to work out my trade. I'm almost, you know, I'm in this zen-like thing of, like, just let's see what happens this week. Mm. If it happens, it happens. Mm. Yeah, a bit the same. I think if you're chasing overall points, then most people probably have no trades left. If you're in a league final, then 
I guess the um, the only real advice is to throw out all the rules about you know selling keepers and not selling mm. keepers and just look at you know who's playing who you know roosters attacking players against exactly. Parramatta should be good and you know the the grafting middle players in in tight games should be good look at who your opponents uniques are and it match the dangerous ones or look for an edge in in other spots of the team and pick a captain who you think's going to uh, have a big weekend this week rather than be consistent over a long period yep and then try not to stress out too much after <laughs> each game over the weekend refresh the scores every two minutes <laughs> exactly all right well good luck to everyone who is in a grand final there's obviously plenty more to come on nro.com this week the um the weekend preview video going live wednesday afternoon lone scout q a thursday morning or the late mail heading into every game the uh joel gould and steve renoff podcast on wednesday jamie Soud and, and zach bailey on thursday know your nrl prove it enter the ue fan of the week competition and you could win yui rewards partner vouchers each round go to yui.com.au slash nrl fans to see how thanks for joining us <laughs>